Good morning, everybody. Um, it's always tough to follow the, a, a really good keynote session, so we'll do our best. So this is the machine learning at the IoT edge. Um, I'm David Nunnally. I'm the senior manager of the Elastic. I'm sorry, senior manager of the Greengrass team, IoT Greengrass team. Um, and I will be co-presenting this morning with Masanori Sato, who is the group manager at ASIN AW, and Nobutaka Nakazawa, who is the CTO of Brains Technology. So this is our agenda. Um, we're going to talk about what are some of the reasons and benefits of performing machine learning at the edge, uh, provide an overview of Greengrass, as this is the AWS service and core platform that runs at the edge. Discuss what Greengrass provides specifically for machine learning and some of the new capabilities we've added just this week with the new Greengrass release. And then for the second half of the presentation, Masanori and Nobutaka will discuss their specific use case of using AWS to apply machine learning to manufacturing processes in the automotive industry. So the first question is, well, why do we want to perform machine learning at the edge? Well, typically, what this means is we want to use a pre-trained machine learning model and feed it data so we can infer something from that data. For example, certain audio frequencies from a factory metal stamping machine may infer it's about to fail. The actual creation of an ML model is something you typically want to do in the cloud, as it generally requires a lot of compute resources to run through a training set and create the ML model. But once we've created the ML model, we have some choices. We could choose to send the data back to the cloud and run the inference there. Or we can choose to run it close to the data at the edge. So what are the reasons for running it at, at the edge? Well, one of the reasons to perform ML inference at the edge is frequently that's actually where the data is, and there's a lot of it. Sending it all the way back to the cloud isn't always a very viable thing to do. For example, connectivity from the edge, the law of physics, may be intermittent and or slow. The cost to pass large amounts of data back to the cloud may be prohibitive, the law of economics. And there may be data privacy issues that prohibit certain classes of the data from being removed from the edge, the law of the land. So with AWS, you can run ML at the edge with Greengrass. This is a high-level diagram of Greengrass. It consists of two parts, an AWS backend service and a software layer we call the Greengrass core that you install on Linux on a supported hardware device on the premise or in the field. You can also attach local devices, sensors, microprocessors, et cetera, to the Greengrass core. These might be attached physically to the core device or through a shared network using a protocol like MQTT, ZigBee, you know, the variety of protocols that you can connect these devices with. So then you have a three-tier model. The Greengrass core interacts with the Greengrass cloud service and any attached devices, but it can also run autonomously, thus tolerating intermittent network connections, often a requirement at the edge. The combination of the cloud service, the Greengrass core, and any optionally connected devices is called a Greengrass group. 
the Greengrass core software running on a target device at the edge is integrated with IoT-specific cloud services like IoT Core to easily route MQTT messages into various destinations into the cloud. Other IoT-specific services, such as IoT Analytics, provides the ability to filter and transform potentially noisy time series data. This is very useful to prepare for building an ML model. Another example is IoT Device Defender, to audit your attached devices and ensure they are following security best practices. These are just a few of the ever-growing family of AWS IoT-specific services that are available, with new ones having been announced all this week. So I'm sure you can go and, and, and explore all those, and they've been discussed in other sessions. But you also have access to all other AWS services from the Greengrass core, so that the rich array of AWS services can be applied to the specific use case as required. At the end of the day, Greengrass is an adjunct to a running Linux operating system, and you have all of the usual abilities uh, in terms of connectivity and, and being able to run code there. Greengrass enables you to configure a device of your choosing, for example, at one end of the spectrum of Raspberry Pi, or at the other end of the spectrum a large server, with a set of IoT-focused capabilities to help you support use cases at the edge. Let's look at what some of those capabilities are. The first is an MQTT message broker that allows easy configuration of topics for message passing between locally attached devices or back into the cloud. In fact, you can use the Greengrass console to easily set up your topics. So none of this requires any programming. You can actually connect your device into the cloud and then um, use the Greengrass console to set up MQT topics to publish and subscribe to. Next is the ability to actually deploy code to a Greengrass core. This is done from the cloud, what we call lambdas, in a wide variety of languages. You can write your code locally or in the cloud and then push the code to one or more Greengrass cores. Another capability is the support of device shadows so that each attached device can be synchronized with the cloud to manage device status. Greengrass also provides a strong set of security features between devices and the cloud, we use X509 certificates and other features such as enabling your Lambda code to run within a Linux container, thereby increases the level of code isolation. Local resources can be accessed from your Lambda code. This can be done from within a Linux container or running your Lambda code as a traditional Linux process. Specifically about machine learning, Greengrass supports the distribution of models and required runtimes to Greengrass core devices so the ML inference can be run at the edge. Coming up, we'll look at this capability in more detail uh, and talk about some of the new features that we added this week. Another new capability we announced this week for Greengrass is called Greengrass Connectors, which are Amazon-supplied set of prepackaged lambdas, remember that's code, for capabilities such as protocol adapters, as well as connection to Amazon and third-party web services. Most of them can listen on an MQTT topic 
and publish to an MQTT topic so that you can configure them in combination with your own lambdas to build edge solutions. So you can combine them in various combinations, put them in series. The idea being is we provide a, a set of pre-built building blocks that speeds up your development time. Some of the examples include Modbus support, uh, MQTT to Amazon Kinesis, MQTT to third-party uh, uh, folks like Twilio for message distribution, and one of my favorites, the ability to monitor, to monitor the GPIO pins on a Raspberry Pi and publish the state changes to MQTT topics. Greengrass optionally allows for automatic updates to the next Greengrass core version via the over-the-air updates. So in this way, if you have a device in the field and you want to update it to the latest and greatest, um, you can opt in to having that happen automatically. Also released this week is new functionality for managing secrets at the edge. The Greengrass Secrets Manager allows secrets stored within the secret manager service in the cloud to be propagated to the Greengrass core. For example, when configuring a connector to a third-party web service, you may need a username and password pair to allow the connector to authenticate with that service. So having put your secrets in the cloud, you can then deploy them to the Greengrass core where they are stored and encrypted for use by the local lambdas. We also added support for hardware security integration, integration, HSI, which enables the storage of secrets in the trusted platform module, or TPM, by the PKCS11 standard, if available on the underlying hardware. This is something that a lot of people have re requested. Okay, now let's talk about the specifics of machine learning. How do you actually do this Greengrass? <clears throat> well, the first step, of course, is you need to prepare a model uh, training set, uh, possibly from data gathered from the target devices at the edge, and move the data to the cloud. Services like IoT Analytics can help filter and normalize the data, or you can place the data in the cloud in a service like S3, and trigger lambdas to do your own processing of that data. The second thing to do would be to then use Amazon SageMaker to create an ML model using a framework of your choice. So examples would be things like MXNet, TensorFlow, Chainer. The next step would be to further optimize your model using the new capability we announced this week called SageMaker Neo. SageMaker Neo is a new AI capability that allows ML models to be post-processed by the Neo compiler. The resulting optimized ML model increases performance and reduces the model size. The next step is to use Greengrass console, or CLI, to deploy the ML model and required framework runtimes to the Greengrass core device. Then you write your lambdas to run the model using the framework runtime and a lambda to read the data from the local devices and present to the model for inference. As time goes by, you can capture data anomalies and resubmit them to the cloud for model improvements, thereby improving the quality of your ML model in a positive feedback loop. So here's a few more details on how you set up and deploy and run ML inference on Greengrass. Once you have built a model in SageMaker, you can find it in the Greengrass console and then deploy it to the target device. 
You can also use this, the, the command line interface as well if you, if you don't want to do it that way. Similarly, you can download the appropriate ML runtime for common frameworks like TensorFlow, MXNet, and Chainer. The runtimes are also available for multiple hardware architectures, such as Intel x86 64-bit, ARM v7, and the NVIDIA Jetson TX2 board. Where GPUs are available to accelerate the performance of the inference, the runtime can be configured to use it. Once the runtime artifacts are in pl place, you can then run your Lambda code to run the inference and capture the input data from the desired devices that you're looking to monitor using the inference. With the latest version of Greengrass, version 1.7 that we announced this week, we've added some extra capabilities. The first is an image classification connector. If you remember, connectors are these prepackaged capabilities. So we've packaged the image classification uh, algorithm as a, uh, as a machine learning model that supplies and installs this pre-built image classification ML model and a Lambda to run it. So since the driving of the ML model is pre-programmed by us, it's relatively easy to write some glue code to read the images and submit to the model for an inference result. You can retrain the model in the cloud using a different set of images. So if you wanted to look for cats in images, now you want to look for cars, you can retrain the ML model with SageMaker in the cloud, but you don't actually have to change your code. For image classification use cases, this would get you up and running in short order. Here's some example Python uh, code to use this image classification connector. The connector is already running in the background as its own process, which kicks off when the connector is deployed to the Greengrass core using the console or the AWS CLI. In the, in the highlighted Python code, you can see the first thing you do is import a supplied SDK to talk to the image classification model. Then you call the inference service API, passing in your images one at a time. And then the API returns the inference results, which you then utilize in your application. Everything else here is primarily error handling. As you can see, it's short and sweet, and you should be able to get yourself running an image classification ML app application in pretty short order. Additionally, we added support for this new SageMaker Neo capability by making the Neo runtime available for download in the Greengrass console or CLI. You then code your Lambda to run the optimized model using the Neo runtime, and then this allows you to take advantage of the improved performance and reduced memory footprint that Neo provides. This is often super important uh, in edge cases where the hardware may be constrained. Here's an example of using Greengrass in an ML-based application. This project was built by one of our R&D innovation teams from our South America organization. This is a smart bottle dispenser, uh, essentially um, along the lines or inspired by our Amazon Go stores. It allows users to just open the refrigerator, grab the drinks that they want, uh, and walk away. The customer is then automatically charged for the removed bottles after having registered once using their phone, which then displays a QR code, which is used to access the fridge. There is a camera on top to capture images of the bottles and submit to an image classification ML model 
like the one we were just talking about that has a connector. Additionally, there are sensors on the bottom of the refrigerator that detects a bottle being removed. The two are then combined with a lambda to determine which bottles have been removed and charge the customer automatically. By using an ML model, the position and types of bottles can vary with no fixed position required. The system can also count the number of bottles removed by each customer. As with any new AWS service, we are committed to bringing these enhancements to Greengrass ML to our customers via production-ready devices. In this context, given that image and video recognition are important use cases for ML at the Edge, we've been working with key industrial and commercial camera OEMs to develop cameras running these enhancements. We are very pleased that the Leopard Imaging Lenovo Panasonic Viorica Camera Group and AdLink are showcasing their cameras with these enhancements at reInvent. The cameras have been on display, in fact, at our IoT demo room in the ARIA Hotel this week. These cameras run on a wide range of processors. As mentioned earlier, the SageMaker Neo capability optimizes the ML model for specific processor use in the camera. The corresponding deep learning runtime is then launched by a Greengrass Lambda function to perform ML inference. The Leopard imaging camera uses the NVIDIA Jetson TX2. Lenovo's camera is the IoT 510C running an Intel Atom processor. Panasonic's is the Viorica VRK C201 running an NXP MX6 Cortex-V7 processor, and the AdLink Neon 1021 also runs on the Intel Atom processor. We'll be working with these and other camera partners to formally validate production-ready versions of their cameras, which can then be added to our Greengrass device catalog as soon as possible. Okay, with that introduction, at this point, we'll move to the next stage of our presentation and invite Masanori from ASIN AW, followed by Nobutaka from Brains Technology to discuss their ML use case in the automotive manufacturing industry using AWS. Hello, everyone. My name is Masanori Sato. Uh, I am from ICIN AW. And I am the manager of the Production System Innovation Group. Today, I explain the deployment of production machine condition monitoring using the Cloud and Edge system. This is today's agenda. First, small introduction. Um, my, uh, of my company and my department. Next, action background and summary. So this is my company profile. We produce automatic transmission and car navigation systems. Uh, my company has the number one global market uh, share of automatic transmission. Uh, these these are last year sales, oh sorry. Last year sales, uh, automatic transmission sales volume was 9.83 million units. And we are patronized by many customers. The production engineering division in my company 
practice three-pyramid factoring system, which includes a design division, uh, production division, and the production engineering division. In addition, we cooperate with various partner companies, and therefore, our production engineering division builds factories and production lines together. Here is the development background. Currently, various production innovations using IT are proposed around the world. For example, 4.0, at our factory, we also need to develop an industry, uh, industrial IoT production system to ensure competitiveness. We consider industrial IoT as monitoring and control, the 4M, that cause factory variation. 4M uh, stands for man, machine, material, and method. However, we decided not only to monitor, but also create keywords that are necessary to execute industrial IoT. First, Small start. Start with a small unit without expanding at first. Second, real time. Uh, detects anomalies from the machine in real time, even for big data. Next, uh, scalability. More than 20,000 machines are in operation our, uh, at our company. And there are factories in various countries around the world. So industrial IoT must have large scalability. And finally, success, uh, successful partnership uh, necessary. However, their partnership must have quick development, uh, quick development capabilities, and who can take on new challenges. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we, we started to look for partners who together we can develop an industriality system that can satisfy these requirements. The optimal solution was the uh, cloud and edge system. This is an overview of our cloud and edge system analysis base. Left side is edge side, and right side is cloud side. On the edge side, multiple machines are supervised in one edge PC. We perform real-time monitoring and anomaly detection using uh, machine learning on that edge PC. As a result, even if the internet line to the cloud goes down, it can continue monitoring between the machine and the HPC without problems. On the cloud side, we can check on the dashboard and also create new models from the collected data by using brain technology's impulse. And more, we can develop new algorithms and manage edge device. Also, when de deploying uh, to the machine and the factories, it can be detect, detected by adding only the edge PC. 
It took just two months from setting up AWS environment to operating this system, especially a few weeks for creating cloud, cloud environments. Does this sound interesting? Uh, I would like to talk about a more detailed architecture, but meet Mr. Nobutaka of Brains Technologies will take over and talk more about Deal later. In addition, let me explain a little about machine learning. We use a machine learning algorithm that can cause inquirable detection for our factory. For example, if algorithm answer is not good, what do the workers who only received bad results think? What is a bad result? What part is about? This takes time to analyze and isn't usable. When the code is clear, the algorithm answer is not good, and here's a bad part and bad condition. If this is the case, the worker has a sense of satisfaction, and it is possible to use and take necessary measures immediately. As a result of using the, uh, this algorithm, factory workers' activity began using this system. Uh, after only, only one month, this system showed positive results. This leads us to expand this system to our other factories. The detection model created is also short-term. I wasn't satisfied when the neural network took three months to get results, but this, this, one is, this one only took one week. But it was difficult to introduce a new initiative called machine learning to the factory. No matter how good it's, it was explained, it was important to and demonstrate the effect with actual results. For that reason, we had set up temporary operation period of about one year before formal operation, and had been trying to raise the level of various items and achievements. And this system makes it possible to detect anomalies of such machines. It also continues to produce more cost-effectiveness. From now on, we will work on develop, uh, development of further highly accurate detection algorithms. Expand to other factory and production process, we, we will have comprehensive management system in place, and training of IoT human resources. We will proceed with building industriality from those tasks. That's it for my presentation. Thank you for your attention. Next, ah, sorry, next, uh, Mr. Nobutaka.
So, good morning, everyone. I'm Nobutaka Nakazawa, CTO of Brains Technology. Today, I want to talk about how we build an IoT edge machine learning platform on top of AWS. I've divided my talk into four parts. First, I will talk about my company. And second, I will give you a quick overview of Impulse, which is our IoT Edge platform. Next, I will explain some machine learning algorithms used inside Impulse. Finally, I wrap up with a quick summary. So, uh, our company is Brains Technology, located in Tokyo, Japan. I'd also like to point out our mission. Our mission is to provide innovative service with open technologies, such as advanced AWS services and cutting-edge open-source libraries. Also, we are selected as a launch partner in AWS industrial software competency. So moving to an overview of Impulse. Impulse is an IoT ML edge platform for the manufacturing industry for any kinds of time series data built on top of AWS. And uh, Impulse has two main use cases. First, a predictive maintenance of equipment or facilities. For example, implant, cogeneration system, industrial machinery, and construction machines. Second, quality management of the product. Impulse is used to find a defective product or to control machines. For example, in Outpart, which is ICNW case, and the chemical products and metal casting. And we have had more than 145 customers so far. And uh, actually today, we launched a new feature, uh, which is a totally SaaS-based service. You can see the URL, and please register this site, and uh, yeah, please try. And uh, all the feedback is very appreciated. So turning to the architecture of Impulse. This diagram shows the whole architecture in ICIN AW case. If you take a look at the factory side on the left, this is a process of collecting data and uh, making inferences. The cloud side on the right covers three main roles, storing data, making memory models, and managing the models. We use SageMaker and AWS Batch to create machine learning models. SageMaker is used if the built-in algorithms fit the case. In other cases, we use AWS Batch to make model for running custom libraries such as Scikit-Learn or TS-Learn. So let's take a look at the factory side on the left. At the factory, 
AWS Greengrass runs on edge PCs. We deployed Lambda functions, such as monitoring files, making ML inferences, and uploading the data and the inference results to the cloud. Greengrass Core has the ability to handle long-running functions, which we adopted to monitor new files created by machines. So if the file monitor finds a new file, it invokes anomaly detection function, which then invokes post-process function seamlessly. So that is on the factory side. So moving to the cloud side. The huge amount of raw data has to be queryable with a relatively moderate query time. As a result, we selected Athena and S3. On the other hand, the inference results needs a much faster performance. That's why we use DynamoDB. After storing the raw data, we use uh, either SageMaker or AWS Batch to create machine learning models. And the uh, models are stored in S3 and deploy them to the edge if the models show better performance in simulation. So this is the whole architecture of ICN AWS case. So now let's go in depth on deploying models. So there are three things to deploy to the edge. The first is machine learning libraries, such as MMXNet, TensorFlow, or Scikit-Learn. And uh, second is your custom code uh, to make machine learning inferences. Rust is the machine learning model. But how can we build a secure, highly reliable, and a scalable deployment platform? AWS IoT and Greengrass ML Inference can handle it perfectly. First of all, we create Lambda functions for ML Inference. If you want to deploy other libraries, like Scikit-Learn, you can include it with Lambda package. Next, we create machine learning models with either SageMaker or AWS Batch and upload the model to S3. Moreover, AWS IoT fully manages the whole deployment process. It's quite a simple and seamless process. So moving to the algorithms. Impulse is capable of auto-selecting the optimum algorithms and parameters. Because we want to lower the barrier uh, of using machine learning, because most of our customers are specialists in manufacturing, not in data scientists. That is why the automated process was developed. And this diagram shows the process of automodeling feature. Impulse analyzes the characteristic of input data, such as Gaussian distribution and the correlation between data 
and the periodic pattern. And if impulse finds some data characteristics, we apply the best algorithms for each characteristic and best parameters for each algorithms as well. After the validation process, we can get the best model without any coding and knowledge of algorithms. So next, I want to explain some of the algorithms used in impulse. Sparse coding is an unsupervised method to learn the periodic pattern of time series data. And it works well to find anomalies such as vibration of machines and the movement of robots. Sparse coding has two steps, indexing followed by aggregating. In the indexing process, learning dictionary to represent data efficiently. And in the aggregation process, find the sparse representation of data against a fixed pre-computed dictionary. And uh, if there is a significant difference between input data and aggregated results, it could be an anomaly. So next algorithm is LOF, local outlier factor. LOF is also an unsupervised algorithm to find isolated data based on the density and the distance of surrounding data. And it works well to find anomalies of high dimensional data, such as thousands of sensors of chemical plants. And the dimensionality reduction technique before applying LOF shows better performance for high dimensional correlated data. Also, it can be applied even when the density has multimodality. So here is my summary. AWS provides all the services to build a fully managed IoT ML Edge platform, which is highly scalable, easy to process, and uh, it's very easy to deploy to the edge. Additionally, deployment of the algorithms and the models from AWS platform can eliminate the need to go on-site to update algorithms or machine learning models. Furthermore, Lambda function with additional libraries can run any machine learning logic you created. But uh, there must be some limitation uh, of the size uh, of Lambda package. So most of machine learning libraries has uh, much uh, space. So some limitations still exist to uh, pack all the machine learning libraries. And uh, on the other hand, some limitations still exist at this moment. At first, it is necessary to consider the fault tolerance at the edge. It means Greengrass Core doesn't have any high availability uh, functionality at this moment. So 
you have to consider the HA cluster or something like that uh, by yourself. And the second, Greengrass only runs on a recent Linux environment. But actually, this limitation has eliminated at, the, at this reinvent, so you can use the, any Linux environment at this moment. Third, uh, not all regions support Greengrass yet, so uh, ICNAW and uh, my company will try to expand this feature to the globally, but uh, not all the regions support uh, Greengrass at this moment, so we have to consider uh, which region can be used. Uh, yeah. And finally, at the time series analysis needs a data cache mechanism because uh, to, predict, to predict some the, yeah, time series analysis, it is needed to get some previous data. But uh, at this moment, uh, AWS Greengrass Core doesn't provide any this kind of feature. So usually we install Redis on the edge uh, to cache the window data and uh, make some inferences uh, of time series analysis. And thank you for your time, and uh, we are really appreciated if you're interested in our system and try to use our beta program. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's really exciting to see machine learning at the edge really being used in a meaningful way. Um, that's the end of the session. We, we finished a little early, so um, we'll be over here. If you, um, we have the room for another 15 minutes or so. If you'd like to come and ask us questions, feel free to come and, and do so. Thank you very much. <laughs>